We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Another week is in the books. You're tuned in to Roto-Grinders and the NFL Food for Thought podcast. And I'm Justin Carlucci, and I'm alongside of the Chief Will Priester. And Andre's back with us this week. What's going on, Chief? How's it going, man? Nothing much, fam. Everything's good. I'm glad to be back for another pod, Food for Thought. Once again, this ain't your mama's podcast. If you want advanced analytics... Air yards, the like, turn this podcast off and uh, wait until Wednesday. Uh, you'll get it then. This is a fun pod. I'm excited. We got a lot to talk about this week. Um, I, we just got a lot to talk about. I'm, 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 I'm not even going to say anything. I'll let Luke, you know, get going. It's so much to talk about. So yeah, the, much to talk about. The mic is definitely going to be hot and we'll drop some nuggets. The in block there. is hot. We'll drop some nuggets in there. It's like you get the you order a dozen donuts. We're gonna give you like ten plain, and then we'll have two with some sprinkles of some some air yards and advanced stuff that that uh, niche of people are begging for the advanced stuff on Tuesday mornings. But that's okay. We got BX Boogie Andre in the house. What's going on, Dre? I can't wait to hear your story time at the end of the show. Yeah, I'm doing good over here. Just trying to salvage this, these NFL slates and these NBA slates haven't been good to me so far this year. But looking forward to hopefully getting back on track eventually. You know, take down something, something big somewhere, and just continue living and enjoy life. Love it. I love it. And it, it, this was just an emotional week for uh, for uh, for some fans. And I'm hanging in there. The Titans aren't on the main slate, but. Um, you know, maybe we can get into that some of that discussion at the end. And of course, uh, I know you're a Saints fan, Boogie, and uh, you know, it sucks to see Jameis go down too and a huge win over Tampa Bay. Anyway, so guys, let, let it all out. This is a safe place. Loot, Dre. Let, let, look, we I had I've had my injury. Christian McCaffrey hasn't played in three or four weeks. We've all got a couch we're sitting on with our head laid back on the pillow, and we got to counsel each other. 
out of this, out of the doldrums. I mean, we've all lost our star player here. And I mean, and Dre lost his before the season started with, with uh, Michael Thomas and, and perhaps Michael Thomas is working his way back and now he has no Jameis. I mean, man, just pour one out for all the fallen soldiers. Hey, elephants in the room, you know, injuries are, uh, are killing everyone. And uh, yeah, Titans are six and two. You sweep the Colts. Do you think you'd be happy? Derrick Henry played three quarters with a broken bone in his foot. And uh, what's the timeline? Eight to 10 weeks. If the Titans are fortunate enough to have a home game in the playoffs, maybe he's back to some capacity. Uh, I don't know. Um, we'll have to Jameis see. Jameis torn ACL. Who? Jameis. Jameis torn ACL. He does not have uh, as uh, optimistic as a timeline as maybe King Henry back. Yeah. And they're in the thick of things, too. And the Titans play the Saints in a few weeks, Dre. Man, I. He was partying in the locker room with his crutches, though, after that game, Dre. How you doing, man? Hanging in there? That was wild, man. That was a wild scene. I'm kind of upset about it, but then I just realized, hold on. This, this, there might be a little light at the end of the tunnel because I forgot we got Taysom Hill coming back. We have Taysom Hill coming back. So, <laughs> Michael Thomas, please just come back because Taysom Hill will be able to throw the deep ball to you. You guys better go side Cam Newton today. <laughs> today. Cam, please come. I'll fly you out myself. Come. Well, you know what? The Titans signed Adrian Peterson, who, you know, 2014 Justin Carlucci would have been ecstatic to have Adrian Peterson and Julio Jones on the same team, but Julio can't even get on the damn field. And AP's like 36. I hope he has some rejuvenation. <laughs> or something so maybe some uh, other former great as in cam newton can uh, help out the saints uh we'll see uh we'll see well, look, we had to do the same thing jc horn went out with a broken foot we went and picked up stefan gilmore yeah but he's actually still good <laughs> no I, I i'm aware of these things but i'm just saying you know shaq thompson uh came back look here's what i will say we had a lot of injuries and our defensive guys came back, and you saw what happened yesterday. Even with an underwhelming offensive performance, we were able to get it done. Sounds like you guys, instead of you know get signing AP, you should have signed Von Miller, and that would have that would have more than made up for your troubles. I'm kidding, of course, but hey, if if you got a, got a lack lack on offense, maybe you need to just beef up the defense. Yeah, so a lot of our big takeaways are are these transactions happening dre what do you think about the rams going all the way in and and if you're in the Rams scouting department do you even have a job come like this week it's honestly like it, it the, the scary hours over there scary hours like i i fully expect the rams to come out and take it all this year like i love the way they're playing um matt stafford's been playing phenomenal I'm glad he's actually with the coach that actually um, can get him has talent around him also as well to get the ball down the field and then on every level of that defense is just an elite leader that's talented that's like I don't even know how the Rams pulled off that deal like they like and and on top of whatever they gave him they gave him what, like a fifth round sixth round pick for him and Denver's paying nine million dollars of Von Miller's salary how do you work that out how like the the Rams just pulled off 
something that's that's incredible. I expect them to take it all this year. That's my team to, to start picking to win a Super Bowl. If anyone want to make me some bets, slide in my DMs. I want to bet you on that. But I, I, I think the Rams got it this year. They have, you they know have, how they pulled it off? I want you to take a tip, trip to Denver and figure out who, who's running that front office and, and play a personnel. And his initials are J.E. And until he decides to hand that over to someone else, it's going to be bad news Broncos all over again. Uh, look, I'm not picking at John Elway. Michael Jordan had to get out of his own way for a change. You bring in Mitch Kupchak, and I, I know this isn't a uh, – a basketball podcast, but you bring in Mitch Kupchak, somebody who's competent and says, look, Michael, if you want me to turn this team around, I'm going to need you to give me the keys, right? Well, John always had the keys and the car keeps breaking down. That, that car has been in the shop since Peyton Manning retired. Uh, t- t- time to get a new mechanic. And it's not John Elway. I'll tell you how they got the deal done. There's a couple behind the scene Rolex swaps and, you know, Maybe a new whip or two, or I don't know. There, there was some a steak dinner, something. There was some kind of, some kind of extras involved there, man, for sure. Well, you guys know I'm watching this game during the podcast, which may seem like is counterproductive, but the the one play that we had Travis Kelsey streaking down the sideline and could have picked up 25, 30 yards. Patrick Mahomes drops it in the wrong basket. Just, uh, I mean, beat the guy off the line and just, uh I got props going, guys, so you have to excuse me here. Uh, man, what a way to enter this show. What what an intro. Yeah, I think we got to continue the injury theme here before we move on to some of our other big takeaways. Um, so in the same realm of not playing football, uh, Kelvin Ridley said, I'm, I'm stepping away from the game for, for X amount of time. We don't know. I hope all is well there with him. Um, he did miss a game uh, previously, what, two weeks ago, I think he missed as well. Yeah. So, uh, man, I, I haven't heard any updates on him. You know, I hope, uh, you know, what a great young player. Seems like a good dude. I hope all is well there. Um, face of the franchise in Atlanta. So I hope Calvin Ridley, you know, uh, I hope all is well with him. Uh, what do you guys have any thoughts there on him? Have you heard anything? And um, I guess from an X's and O's and a DFS standpoint, what does that do for the rest of the Falcons offense? It doesn't do anything for Russell Gage. I can tell you that. <laughs> Um, does absolutely nothing. Uh, I'm kidding, but uh, I, I um, hopefully, hopefully this can maybe galvanize the troops a little bit from a, from a DFS perspective. Um, definitely want Calvin Ridley to be okay because we don't know what's going on, right? It could be you know a mental health issue from the death of a loved one or anything because we don't know, right? It could be anything like I, you know. I don't know what I would do if, you know, when my parents passed away today, you know what I mean? And not, you know, of course I would go down there, visit, sit with my sisters and stuff like that. But I'm saying from a, from a mental standpoint, um, you know, just, just personal news, like I've gone through a divorce before and it's painful. It's bad. Right. Um, So I, I can only imagine, you know, you go through something like that. You just want to sit at home in the dark and look at a a wall, Um, you know, you don't want to do DFS. You don't want to talk to anybody. And, uh, you know, you you have things bottled up inside. And so I don't know what what his story is, but, you know, I know how I felt for a good while. And so 
you know, thankfully enough, and this is something nobody knows, I don't mind sharing, but thankfully enough, I was able to talk to Dan and tell her, you know, just kind of tell the guys, look, man, I, I need some time. Like, you know, it's, I'm having a rough time right now. And uh, they understood. And so uh, I was able to step away. Um, and, and, you know, and when I was felt like I was mentally ready to come back, you know, Dan's like, Hey, whenever you're ready, you know, come back, man, no, no worries. And so, like I said, I don't know what he's going through, but I know what I felt like. And um, so I, I can relate in, in my capacity for him, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I, I, I like, I salute him for that, you know, taking the time out to actually, um, to recognize that um, just in general, because um, everyone goes through something in their point in time in life. And I know like, like me personally, like I've never, I haven't lost like, I've lost like my great grandmothers, my my grandmothers, um, but like I lose like losing like a best friend like I have at a young age. Like I was like 21, 22, I think when when he passed, and he just came out from Cal to from California to see me the summer before he passed. So that was kind of like that was big for me at the time of my life. Like like that was my best man. Like that was gonna be my best man at my wedding and everything. So it's like that's something you don't expect happening and. It takes, it takes a while to get over that. Sometimes you never get over it. You just learn how to deal with it and, and live through it. And whatever he's going through, I just hope he's all right. And, you know, he takes the time to get better and get right because football is second nature when it comes to the journey of life. And this journey of life is long. And you're going to have that way. You're going to have that way. You're going to have your mental state well after you play football. And that's more important. So hope he's all right and takes care of himself. And look forward to hopefully him being back on the football field sooner than, rather than later. Yeah, for sure. It's it's good to hear positivity, and there was a lot of support all over social media, which was, which was good to see for a change. Which which you know, social media is such a double edged sword. You know, there's a lot of positivity, but there's a lot of negativity and whatever you're talking about. And you know, I've had a ton of losses in my life too, but you know, no one walks exactly in someone else's shoes. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gets to where he wants to be and where he needs to be, and um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, throughout the next coming weeks and months and uh yeah but anyway i mean they play your saints this coming week too and we'll see uh, you know for on the field personnel wise that's a you know big divisional game usually um pretty nip and tuck between both teams regardless of the records but uh, we'll, we'll get into that um when we get there um debo samuel has a calf injury popping up so we'll see you know, what a monster he's been, by the way, this season. So we'll have to monitor what's going on with Debo. It's one of those where it's like every week you're like, he just can't perform as an alpha one receiver every week. And he keeps doing it with a sub with subpar quarterback play. Um, so hopefully Debo uh, is okay and good to go. You know, we will see. Um, I guess James Robinson was probably one of the other bigger scares, but the reports I've seen is that he's okay, but who knows? what that workload is going to be like this week and B it's urban Meyer. So you never really know. He likes throwing Carlos Hyde and whoever in the mix there, uh, chief or, or Dre, have you heard anything on Robinson this week from the Jags? Um, no, I haven't heard anything. I just, I literally was saw just that they, um, I think signed someone from the Saints actually practice squad. Um, so I'm assuming the injury is going to affect Robinson a little bit. Um, I don't know if he's going to be, if it's week to week or, or, day to day or for a long period of time, but I think he'll be back probably, but he'll be back probably, I, I would say sooner rather than later. But if, if he is back next week, he's definitely going to be spoiling the work. So as to like for DFS play, it might not be the best person to play. 
I wouldn't have played him this week anyway. Not facing Buffalo. I just would have left him on the shelf. Yeah, this could be a, you would think a, you know, put a number on Trevor Lawrence passing attempts. I know he gets a lot of garbage time attempts and uh, it seems like he throws a lot in the fourth quarter. I saw some numbers floating around on Twitter, but um, that should be a pass happy uh, game script for the Jags, you, you would think. I keep whiffing on Marvin Jones. I, I don't know. I don't even know what he's doing there in Jacksonville. <laughs> Agnew's in the mix now, right? Like, what is going on down there, Urban Meyer? <laughs> Man. Who knows? Are we missing any uh, other, like, key injuries or people out? I mean, we think we'll get Devontae Adams back for that huge game at 4 p.m. Sunday. You guys got anything else over there? Sam Darnold concussion. Uh, everything sounds like he may come back, but. I mean, he, he took a vicious hit, bro, on Sunday. I mean, it was it was pretty rough. So um, it seems like he'll be back, but I don't know. It was a big hit. I know Dak is also coming back. He's, they say he's fully healthy, so he'll be back next week. So I think that's, I think that's pretty much it, though, from what I've recognized and seen so far. Oh, hopefully Taysom Hill. He's on track, too. So Taysom Hill. Is Tyrod coming back this week? Tyron was back last week. They just had um, they just had what some calls starting. The other guys starting. No, 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 no. But that, but that's what I mean. I mean, I'm saying, is he going to be leading the charge, or do you think they're going to stick with Davis Mills? I I hope they play Tyron, but who knows? That court, he was he was supposed to play last week, and they just played Davis Mills. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of at that weird point where it's like, what's the point of throwing Tyron in? But I feel like the last three or four times he's had an opportunity, he's got a. Is that bad luck or, or not a fair? I got stabbed in the chest by the Chargers team doctor and they punctured his lung. I don't know. If that, I don't. I want to know the real story behind that. If that was just a cop out to get, like, if it really even, I don't know, to get Herbert in the mix. I guess there's my conspiracy theory. But like, poor Tyrod Taylor, he's not that bad. Like, he can manage games and pick up some. I, I don't know. Like, he's not that bad. But Brandon Cooks. Tyrod's the reason the Bills are the Bills today again. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's the reason the Bills mafia didn't go rotten, you know, in a grave somewhere. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, when I do think of Tyrod Taylor, I do think of the Bills. I do, I do have that in my head too. But anyway, all right, Chief. I know you're itching here. Elephants in the room. Give me a big takeaway from Sunday. And you know what? If you want to let it rip about the Kansas City Chiefs and Travis Kelsey, I don't know if that's on your short list, but whatever you want to do here, man, the floor is yours. I'm not even going to talk about it. What we're going to talk about is, and maybe it was a trap game, okay? Perhaps it was a trap game. You go into Baltimore. I mean, just drop almost 50 real points. Oh, strip my heart out right away. (laughs) And then you run up to New York and struggle with the Jets. What are we coming to in this NFL season? I'm very confused. It's, it's. I mean, and look, it is a week-to-week league, okay? I, I understand that. I understand the NFL, more than any other league, is a week-to-week league. And in, the, and in the spirit of being weak, you have to beat the weak teams, W-E-A-K, during the W-E-E-K. And when you can't accomplish that as a Bengals team that's trying to ascend, and God, I'm feeling like Stephen A. Smith right now. When you're trying to ascend into the next level of, of uh, 
of a playoff air, you cannot go out and lose to the Jets. Now, perhaps that's all they needed because the Tennessee Titans lost to the Jets and then magically they got better. Perhaps Cincinnati will be better this week, but you cannot lose to the New York Jets as an elite team in this league. And clearly you can because teams are doing it. And as I said before the podcast, who are they playing this week? The Indianapolis Colts, are they pretty good? Yes, they're going down. Colts, beware. Short week, Thursday, maybe not enough time to prepare. I'd be, re- I'd be shaking in my boots right now of these New York Jets. I mean, the ghost of Joe Namath is, is running through that building. I can tell you that. Trey, we might have to skip your story time at the end, and you might just want to tell your story now because Man. you saw it firsthand. Yeah, I saw it firsthand. That was heartbreaking. Like, first of all, I have, I you know, I we don't gamble here a little bit. So um, I pretty much play like Survivor Series. Um, so I went out to uh, Vegas when I was on vacation. Went to Circa, you know, so they had a $1,000 entry, you know, six, six team entry for your Survivor pick. And, you know, first place wins if you survive all the way to them, get 20 picks com- completely correct. You win a million, you win $6 million. Not one million, not two, but six. Six million dollars. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do this. You know, I'm pretty good at this. Let's see what happens. So two of my teams get I've been entered three contests. Two of my teams get knocked out in the first week because of BS stuff. So I said, okay, cool, whatever. I got one team left. Let's see what happens. We ride it out. Every week's going as, as planned. Had us had a little scare when um when when Detroit almost beat the Minnesota Vikings. That was a big scare. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, I'm just pick easy teams, teams that are ignoring, easy matchups to win. And then we get this week where you have the Jets play the Bengals. And I said, you know what? I'm feeling confident in this pick. I'm going to go to the game. Not too far from where I live. Let's just go to the game and see how this turns out and just collect and be, and be happy but once the next week. So then I'm just sitting there and just <clears throat> watching the game go by. It's all to a slow start. I'm like, okay, this is kind of interesting. This is this is not this is very uncomfortable for me, but let's see what happens. And then we see Cincinnati take a 10-point lead, and then they just continue to put the pressure on them. And then I don't know what happened in the second half and, and or more so the fourth quarter that the Jets decide to just wake up and just like you said, the ghost of Joe Namath wants to gotten somebody's spirit, somebody's body somewhere, somehow. And they just started playing like I have. Like, I, I've never seen no one play like that. They go from playing completely horrible, getting abused, to just their defense was, like, elite. They, they could not be stopped on offense. I said, this game is not I – was, I was so nervous. And then <clears throat> when we had a chance to get the ball back I, – I blame the refs for this one, though. We had a chance to get the ball back. And then I felt the personally that, that the – that the, the um, defensive lineman already had the quarterback, and then it, and and while he while he was throwing the ball, and then they called roughing the passer, fifteen yard penalty pretty much seals the game and that's over. My heart was breaking. The Jets fans in there were were were, were happy, screaming for joy, and I was, and I was surrounded by some Jets fans and mostly Bengals fans. We all upset, but I'm upset because it was six million dollars. That was a six million dollar pick. That's supposed to be easy. That just got wasted and went down the drain. Like, yeah, I'm a million dollar winner. Yeah, a million's a lot. 
but six million dollars is a lot more. And I think that would have been really amazing. So I look forward to hopefully getting it back next year. Hopefully my heart is going to take some time to heal, you know. Joe Burrow is one of my favorite young quarterbacks, and but I don't like the Jets right now. And the Jets do play the Saints. So when that matchup comes, we're gonna we're gonna make sure we put a beat on them like there ain't no other like no other way that could happen. So and then hopefully my heart will be better. But until then, I don't like the Jets at all. We're here for you, man. I, I'm smelling like a two-unit tilt bet on the Saints this week or this coming week or whenever they play the Jets. <laughs> And they play them, I think, like, what, week 13 or something like that? And I know it's the first week of December. I got – I'm surprised. I got tickets already. I got surprised with them. So, I'm happy to go see that happen. That's terrible, man. That's that's a horrific beat. Uh, you know what? That questionable call at the end. Uh, has officiating been this bad as I feel that it's been? And, and in a – like, yes. or is it – are we just in the day and age where social media and everything? Like, I can't tell if it's me or if it's actually been – it's been pretty bad, right? I, I, I think it's just been it's just been bad. Like it's gotten better, I feel, over the weeks, but it's just been horrible. Like uh, like 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 we gotta let the defensive players play a little bit too at the same time. You can't let them just expect them to turn because eventually it's gonna turn into flag football. And and do you want that to happen? I'm not here for that. Like I grew up playing football. I understand you want to keep the players safe and keep everyone healthy and, and everything like that, but People like to see some – we go to see people get hit. No offense. So, I want to see – I like when I see a receiver try to catch the ball and a player's coming downhill full speed and hits him as hard as he can legally and the ball comes flying out. Maybe this is a defensive player in me because I played corner and I played safety. But I love that. And I just hope that the NFL can, you know – Lighten up a little bit. Let, let them play out there. Same thing in the NBA. Let them all play out there. You, you know how everybody says that uh, player XYZ or LeBron or James Harden would have never made it in the 90s. We're about to say the same thing about the NFL's new decade, about like the Ray Lewis, you know, Sean Taylor era, uh, like Pittsburgh, Ravens rivalries, like. I mean, it was brutal. We're we're about to start saying that about the, you know, 90s, early 2000s of NFL, I think, with all the rule changes. I wouldn't want to be growing up be, uh, playing defensive back in high school, hoping to, you know, get to the next level. Like, with all the rule changes, man, it, it's got to be a whole new game, a whole new style. Oh, I wish I was playing now. If I was playing now, oh, I would have – oh, my God. <laughs> I would probably be All-American. Chief, you're holding your hands up over there watching this Chiefs game. What's wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs? Like, give us your analysis on what the problem is. Um, well, it, it, they're definitely having offensive line problems. I do think defenses are playing them a little bit more. Everybody, every NFL commentator and people that you trust is saying, look, people are playing too high safety and getting after Mahomes. Um, they've still got talent, you know. I think Mahomes has just got to be better with the football. And right as we were watching this, you know, we've been talking about Kelsey. They finally, he finally catches a ball and he fumbles it. They they just, it's just unfortunate. You know, the, the, the interception that Mahomes threw earlier in the game, he's trying to throw a touchdown. It hits the guy, it bounces up in the air. It just freaks stuff. And guess what? Some of this, some of these same things were happening to Jameis Winston. But and everybody was ready to bury Jameis Winston, but nobody's ready to bury Mahomes. 
Let's be let's be fair in our assessments, you know. Um, and, and clearly, Mahomes and Jameis are different players, but Jameis Jameis has been a pretty good quarterback his whole career. Like he threw a lot of interceptions, but the guy was throwing for five thousand yards, like what or whatever it was three thousand. I mean, he, he was throwing for a lot of yards. Bottom line is, uh, you know, we want to uh, we just need to be fair in our criticism of these guys and. Uh, that that that's all I have to say about that. But the Chiefs' defense is bad. They're just they're just not playing good complementary football. And I mean, they look better tonight because they're facing the Giants. Trust me, if they were facing any team that that had some competent coaching, they'd be losing this game. It's fourteen to ten, for what it's worth currently. And the Giants could could have been up by now. They had had a miscue on fourth and one. Didn't try to score at the end of the half. Uh, it, it could have been very bad for this team. I mean, I mean, for the Chiefs, if the Giants had competent coaching, like they should be losing this game, honestly. So is Joe Judge the Giants' problem? The oh, biggest it's everybody. problem. <laughs> it's Judge. It's Gettleman. Believe it or not, I'm not even going to blame Jason Garrett on this because Joe. I saw Joe Judge on the sideline, not doing anything. He told them, "Just go. Let's just get to the half because of a false start penalty and not even try for the hail mary." You know. Jason, I, I'd rather Jason Garrett be the head coach here than Joe Judge. That's that's how bad this coaching staff is. You remember that podcast we had at the beginning of the season and we were talking about this guy literally made a pro quit because he didn't want to run at practice, right? That's like – that's vars- that's Bishop Sycamore South stuff, varsity football, making a pro quit because he doesn't want to run at practice. I, I just – I don't know what kind of message you're trying to send – Part of being an NFL head coach or any pro coach is managing these personalities. 50-plus pro athletes in a locker room who live all kinds of different lifestyles. I don't know how that message maybe was interpreted from the get-go. Yeah. I I don't know how that was received. And um, you know what? I guess the jury's out on Gettleman. He's made some bad picks. He's made some good picks. I don't know how I feel about it. And believe it or not, Believe it or not, I don't even think Daniel Jones is bad. I actually think Daniel Jones is okay. Is it a scheme? Like, they have talent. Of course, it'd be great if Saquon would stay healthy and big fan. Hope he, if, hope Andy he Reed was in, if Andy Reid was coaching the New York Giants right now, this team would probably be second in the NFC East. I could give you a list because of they would 20 coaches points. that could probably – they will put up points well okay well dre you weighed in on this earlier jason garrett's calling the place for sure definitely um it's just is this poor mismanagement on them and i don't know if it's because he's a first man i know he's not a he's not a first year head coach but i don't know it's because his first time around coaching he's not you know all up to speed on what he should do in certain situations and you know it's clock management this is the second time around now he's not a rookie coach anymore this is the second year and no, I know that, but I'm saying, like, you got to work <laughs> in these situations. You should post, like, even when – I remember when I was playing football in high school and in college, my coach just made us prepare for every situation possible. Like, we we, we ran two-minute drill. We, made, we ran, like, no huddles whenever we didn't have no timeouts. We, we ran every situation possible so that we were prepared and knew what to do. 
you would expect that to happen with an NFL team and a, prof- and a professional team, but I don't know what happened there, why they miscommunicate, whether it was miscommunication or something, but it can't happen. Um, and with the Chiefs, I think that, honestly, I think the league is also just catching up to the Chiefs. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're not the they're not the surprise elemented attack and high-octane high offense as they once were because – you know, people realize what they can do and the talent that's around them and how they attack and have enough film on it over the years. So now it's like it's, it's like the Golden State Warriors where, where they were light years ahead away from everyone else. And now the league is caught up. Same thing now is happening with the Chiefs. And the thing about this is are the Chiefs going to be able to get another Super Bowl out of it like the Warriors were able to get uh, three? That, that, that's the thing. A big takeaway for me was New England on the road getting a win at the Chargers. And don't look now. They're playing 500 football. That could be a big head-to-head win if, you know, the Chargers are 4-3 and three now. I don't know who's going to win that division at this point. The Raiders are still at the top despite everything going on. And New England, like, everybody's trashing this rookie quarterback class, but Mac Jones has done exactly what every like everybody wanted out of him, managed games. The rest of it, they run. They want to run the ball, Damian Harris, when they can. Every now and then, they'll have some splash plays when they could squeak one out. But they play pretty good defense. Like they're definitely top half of the league defensively. They don't make a ton of mistakes. I know he's not setting the world on fire, but what he has have nine touchdowns, six picks. He's managing games efficiently. They're four and four, um, and that was a little bit of like an identity thing. Like New England knows who they are. They are competitive. I don't think anybody expects them to make a deep playoff run, but if they make the playoffs and dare I say they win a game, that's a monumental stride forward for the new era in New England. I'm I'm really impressed with, I guess, the sound football they're playing. And I'm just even more confused about the Chargers. I was really confused about the Chargers with the Baltimore game. And as much as I'm talking up New England right now, I, that's a game the Chargers should have probably had at home, I, I thought, all things considered. Mac Jones and company, you know, kudos to the staff. You can post all your memes about, uh, you know, what's his name? Bill Check Jr., whoever the guy with the mullet is that they always show on the sideline. But they're kind of getting it done, and it's fun football in New England, you know, past the Tom Brady era, all things considered. And that was a game that they had they had Brady on the ropes too. So New England's going to be right there. I think they make the playoffs, and that this was a huge win for them on the road, I think. You guys got any any take on the Patriots or Chargers? Yeah, I like it's it's great coaching. Like especially for for Patriots, it always comes down to what that one thing: great coaching and how coachable you guys are. And they were coming off a bye too, I believe, right? If New, I'm pretty sure New England's coming off a bye. And if they normally when they come off a bye, you give Bill Belichick that much time to prepare for you. He's going to know the in, ins and outs of what you're doing and what you're running. So I, I'm I'm kind of honestly not surprised that they that they beat them. Um, I think I think what he's trying to what he what they're what New England's doing over there is phenomenal though. I did pick them um earlier in the year to win a division, but that's because I thought Cam was gonna be there and they were gonna light things up, but everything then well, obviously it's changed around. But they're playing at least good five hundred football. Um they could possibly maybe make the playoffs as a maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. but we can see we'll have to see what happens. But when it comes on to the other side with the with the Chargers, it's, it's gonna be tough. That division is just tough, though, as a whole. Um, they should still be the favorites to come out of there, but I do love the way the Raiders have been playing so far. Um, and it's going to be interesting, and come, I think come down to the wire to see what they're going to do. Um, 
injuries, I think, also they're playing been playing a part with their with the Chargers too, and their their defense has not been um as good as they were at the beginning of the year. So maybe that's falling a little bit. But maybe after a bye week, they'll get back on track if they haven't had their bye ready, and then see how things go. Oh, who scored a touchdown? Evan Ingram. Ever Ingram with the TV. Mm-hmm. Here come the Giants. <sighs> Chief, who are the Chargers? Like, do they have an identity at this? Like, who are they? Are, are they? We were crowning the Chargers. I mean, it seems like every top team gets knocked off at some point when we're ready week to say, week. okay. Week to week. I mean, we go into Arizona and then Green Bay goes into town and wins. It's, look, man, they're still elite teams, right? At the end of the day, whoever has the best quarterbacks and the best coaching staffs are going to win. The Buccaneers are going to be there in the end. The Rams are going to be there in the end. In the AFC, the Bills are going to be there. Um, you know, I, I can't really say much about the Chiefs currently because I don't know what they got going on, but Baltimore is going to be there. Good coaching staffs, good quarterbacks, right? Um you know, the Patriots may very well be there in the end. They may very well be there in the end. And that's the crazy thing about it. Even the Colts, how much does this Derrick Henry, Henry injury affect what the Colts were able to get done, even though they lost the game? Does this give them a little hope in their division? I think it does. I mean, look at the division. It's Tennessee, it's the Colts. It's the Texans. It's the Jaguars. You're telling me the Colts can't get back to the top of this division? I, it's it's going to get really interesting here this 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 next half of the season. They got to they got to beat the Jets. If they don't beat the Jets, then then this is well. I don't, I don't know if they're going to beat the Jets. <laughs> the Jets are not. The Jets don't want to play play bottom five hundred teams. They, they want they want good teams. So I think what are the Colts? Are the Colts five hundred? Are they right no. under five hundred? No, they're they're three and five. Oh well, they're gonna lose. I mean, the, the Jets are gonna lose. They, they gotta, they gotta play the the creme de la creme. I think I'm a pretty reasonable Titans fan. I think they have tough sledding. Uh, the Titans are a decent team. Henry had under what 75 yards the last two weeks, and they took it to Kansas City, who apparently stinks. I get it, uh, and uh, one against the Colts. But um, the Titans do have two left against Houston, one against the Jags, and one against Miami. I think at worst, at worst, they probably split even without Henry. And um, I don't know. I, I, I think the Colts are done. To, to, I mean, can they sneak in the wild card? Yeah. But I don't, I don't think they're going to win the division. But imagine last thing. Imagine if the Giants actually try to get a field goal on that last drive. They'd be up by six instead of three, which would be a t- they, they'd be forcing the Chiefs almost to, uh, to, to at least try to score a touchdown. Crazy. Anyway. I'm done talking about this. All right. Before we go on to recipe for success, I've been try- we had a little trivia session on the last show, right? So I'm going to try to hit you with the trivia question here. And um, I think it's a pretty good one. So there's a player who's on a team that we talked about today, which probably doesn't help you too much. He has 37 career games, 130 catches, He's never scored a touchdown. And he is a he's a he, I don't want he's a known player, I'll say. He's 
he's like a notable player. Like you, he has been on DFS rosters frequently this year. 130 catches. None of them have been for a touchdown in the NFL. We, we, we can do process of elimination here if you want. And we talked about him today, you said? We've, we've talked about the team he plays on today. I know who it is. You know who it is? I think so. Really? I, if, if you get this, I will be shocked if you get this. I'll give you the gold star of the night for sure. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah, he's on my fantasy team. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you know if, if he scores or not. Man. Oh, yeah. Good call, Dre. I would have you never. You know what? God, that makes so much sense. <laughs> He's never scored a touchdown. Like, you just you just have these visions of Kendrick Bourne running down the middle of the field, and you're like, oh, it's – no, it's Kendrick Bourne. Oh, Every week. No, it's Nelson Aguilar. Every week. Imagine being the guy that just keeps betting on Jacoby Meyer uh, anytime touchdown on, on the sports book or something. It just has never <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a good one. Um, Listen, let's go ahead and resurrect Travis Kelsey right now and just say Travis Kelsey is dead. And then, you know, next week he'll come out and torch everybody. All right, I'm, I'm done. Is that your, recipe? Jaco- is that your recipe for success? <laughs> yeah, recipe for success. Jacoby Myers, though, good. That's interesting. Yeah. How about it? Shout out to uh, my guy, Kevin Figgins, who a friend of mine randomly said, did you know this guy never scored a touchdown? I bet he's on his fantasy team, too, and he just – He's probably sick of him not finding the end zone by now. Um, but, yeah, no touchdowns from Jacoby Myers. It's coming this week, right? Is this is this the week? It's week every week. <laughs> oh, they're playing the Carolina Panthers. Chief, you got to let me know if he scores this week. Uh, he's not scoring this week because Robbins. No, I, I don't, I don't, if he scores this week, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Well, apparently I'd be shocked if he ever scored because he hasn't <laughs> ever. <laughs> but, um, all right, you mentioned Travis Kelsey. We have to talk about that Kansas City Green Bay game, right? That's going to be the the marquee headliner. It doesn't matter what the records are. It's Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And um, by the time we get done with this podcast, maybe the Chiefs win or lose this game. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That is probably going to be one of the heavily targeted game environments. I don't, 50- I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose for what it's worth. Uh, they could. You mean, they, they you mean tonight could. or against Green Bay? I'm saying tonight. They, okay. they could. Oh, they're losing tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. They're losing tonight. I can guarantee that. They're two and a half point favorites at home against Green Bay. 55 and a half total. I know they're at home. I guess I'm just surprised they're favored at this point. Um, I, I, I know home field, the default, you give someone three points when it's kind of a coin flip. But super high total there. I mean, you got to be licking your chops if you're Aaron Rodgers. And the pricing on DK, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 7,500, and, and Mahomes is 78. Uh, Josh Allen's all the way up at 82. That's fine. But you get – there's no 9K receivers. On a week where Cooper Cup was – what was he, 9K? Uh, Devon, I know it's a different slate, and it's slate-dependent, and that's how you know the algorithm works for the most part. But Devontae Adams will be back off the COVID list, most likely. He's 8,200 against his Chiefs team. And Tyreek Hill – um, you know, there's no Jerry Alexander in Green Bay, 7,900. And if, you, if you're sticking with the theory that Travis Kelsey's dead or doesn't exist, <laughs> I mean, come on. Is that that's going to be are people going to jam in these high price runbacks? What do you guys, you know, first glance here, Chief Dre, or is that going to be kind of like one of the most popular kind of correlated stacks? 
I mean, probably so considering, but like you said, it's going to be expensive, um, but not as expensive as it could be. And I think that's what's going to be enticing for people. Honestly, it is, I mean, you. Can, I don't, like, I'm, I'm even trying to build it right now, and I don't think you can run it back, personally. Um, you, I think, but honestly, I don't know if you know if I would want to run it back, just because, just because of the way that the um, Kansas City Chiefs have been playing this week. We know it could be a shootout, but my thought is, why not just do a single-man stack and just then stack another game, an under-the-radar game? I think that's the recipe for success and also a way to get different GPPs. We know people are going to probably try to full-on game stack this and try to go with some low value on the slate to try to um, have some upside, which is fine, and, and it works sometimes. But until we know what, what that value is and if it's worth it, I don't think you can run it. I think you, you can't run it back because if you if you take right now just Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill, you're going to have 4,400 left in your, um, to try to build a lineup. And if you say, for instance, you just don't really care about defense because sometimes people say defenses don't matter, and you go with – let's go with the Vikings at 2,200 and not go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You look for 48-4 to build out the rest of your lineup with, with, with two running backs, a wide receiver, a tight end, and a flex position. It is tough real quick. Granted, you could, and, and you could find probably some cheaper other guys, but you want to also make sure that they have value that they're going to win. Um, and this matchup, is, it is going to be high scoring, but I think you should just either probably sag it one side of it or um, or maybe if you, or, or lift, unless you believe like one of the secondary options can go off and have a big game, then go about it that way. So like, so from this game in particularly, I would probably look at guys like Robinson if he's not hurt from um to run it back with Robinson if he's not hurt, or yeah, honestly if Gore is playing running back, because <laughs> who knows who's playing running back now for Kansas City Chiefs, if he's back there playing running back then and he's a cheap option on Sunday, then maybe you could roster him. Um, I guess it's all about what the reports say and how things look later on in the week, but. Those are some options I, I I would think about and see how um how it is as far as building and constructing your lineup. And we'll have to see how how and if the trade deadline shakes out some more value anywhere too. I mean, it's a shame we're not recording after the deadline, so we'll have to keep tabs on that throughout the week. Chief, what's your <laughs> Chief? What's your take on the Chiefs game? I mean, I, I think it's going to be where everybody wants to go. Um, I think it makes sense because mainly I think it's just because of how the slate kind of breaks out. You know. I, What's Arizona going to do against the 49ers? They're so well-balanced now, right? Just so well-balanced. Um, you know, the Chargers and Eagles game may be on everyone's radar. I do think the Dolphins are going to have some appeal this week against Houston. I mean, we've seen teams just run it up. I, I haven't played the Dolphins all year, but I, I, I'm licking my chops here to get, get some Dolphins. Uh, how the Bengals going to rebound in a, in a game where it, it should be fairly competitive. Uh, are the Cowboys going to go and destroy the Denver Broncos? Like, I, I feel like we have a, a more one-sided games than competitive mm-hmm. games. If any game should be competitive, it's probably, uh, believe it or not, is this Vikings-Baltimore game. And I think that's a sneaky one to start out the week where, you know, you're going to get Lamar Jackson uh, at 7,300, and he's got some weapons. And, you know, you're going to the other side of this game. Um 
and you've got Kirk Cousins, and he's got some weapons. And I'm not saying we've got to stack up the whole game. It's not about that. It's, a, it's to me, it's about more about the game environment and who has who has the opportunity to um, to get it done. Yeah, and you mentioned Lamar Jackson, 7,300. He's got to be extremely popular this week. Uh, he's had two games, two stealing games, 37 against Kansas City in week two, and 45 against the Colts, that crazy game in week five. But other than that, I mean, 20, 20, 22, 13, 23. But like you said, it's all about the game environment for this week, and that Minnesota team really didn't show me anything Letting for Cooper Cup go for over three against him. I mean, a Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush, um, mind blowing to me. That was the icing on the cake of the any given Sunday. Was that Minnesota Dallas game? So I, I, I'm more, I'm more than ready to fire up the Lamar Jackson train this week. Let's talk about that game. Are you guys, you know, that game catch your attention, Chief? I mean, you want to piggyback off any of that real quick? Yeah, I mean, I would just, you know. It's just the weapons, right? Like he's got Bateman at 4K, um, you know, had six targets, three catches for 80 yards. At some point, we know he's going to pop. Um, you know, Sammy Watkins is probably coming back at some point. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to throw things off. Um, you know, Latavius Murray was hurt the last game. Like it's just, they have a lot of unknowns in my opinion. But the knowns, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Rashard Bateman, those are the pillars of this offense, Uh, along with Justin Tucker, who we cannot play anymore because kickers have been removed from DFS. Yeah, thank God for that. Remember those days? Those were the worst. Oh, I do. Well, well, here's the problem. With the kickers, it's just like anything else, like, like NBA DFS. The studs are the studs. And certain guys are certain guys, right? Well, guess what? If you if you could play Matt Prater every week, even when he was in Detroit, it's like a guaranteed 10, 10 points with upside. Same thing for Justin Tucker. It was the same thing for Ryan Suckup when he was playing. You just had to identify those guys or a spot where they were just going to, um, you know, kind of be at a stall. Like the Brown-Steelers games, you knew to play – um, God, what's the, what's the kicker for the steel Boswell. You need to just play him in those games, right? It's going to be ugly. He's going to kick five field goals. Just so many things you could do. So anyway, there goes that. And as I'm watching, this game is tied 17-17. Oh, what could have been if the Giants just kicked a field goal before the half? Oh, what could have been? I could coach this team in terms of clock management better than Joe Judge. What a tilting podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hot seat's getting hot for Joe Judge. Uh, Dre, you got anything on this Vikings game? If not, tell me uh, something else you're looking at for your recipe for success. Um, no, I do like the Vikings game, too. Um, it, I think that game can go either way, honestly. Um, it's it going to either be a shootout or it's not, or it's going to be a really low-scoring game, in my opinion. Um, but for some reason, when it comes to Kirk Cousins, he likes to make things – difficult part of our lives and make them and make things high scoring and throw the ball a lot. So I, I like, I like targeting Kirk in here. Um, just being a little bit on the opposite side of it. Um, that defense is not, it's not playing like elite level defense as they were like once before. They're not the same, like 
Baltimore Ravens that we all grew up knowing, like when Ray Lewis was playing for them and, and they had Ed Reed at safety. They're not that same defense. They they can be beat, honestly. And me, from me, I'm going personally to the um, watch them play against the Colts and seeing that happen. Um, I, I'm, I'm confident in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen having big games against them. So I like the passing attack and even, and even just running it back. Um, with just the running backs, um, I mean, with yeah, with the running back, if you want to choose one of them, or even or if on the other side, if you want to pick Lamar Jackson and then run it back with a double stack, I don't know if you want to do that. That's kind of weird, but it also is very different, and that's what we look to get to, especially in the Millie Maker contest. That's probably a Millie Maker play only, only in my opinion. If you're confident in the passing game in the in the Minnesota Vikings, you play Lamar naked. Um, if you think he's just going to run all over Minnesota, and then you run it back with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, I know that sounds crazy, but they both could easily. That's like I said, this defense is not the same defense as they once were. They both could easily probably get over 100 yards in this matchup, and and have a couple, and have a, a touchdown each. So depending on how it is shakes out throughout the later in the week, that's something to think about. That's very very different and unique in in GPPs. Um, and that's like that's the twenty dollar Millie Maker play only though. That's not nothing like, all right, you play. Are you playing a two hundred or three hundred dollar um, Wildcat lineup? Don't don't go doing that. No, because because then I can't guarantee you're gonna cash with that. But that's just something I think to worth throwing in the Millie Maker to see what happens and what comes up. Cool. Uh, yeah, your leverage would definitely outweigh your projection. <laughs> if you, but hey, large field stuff. We we've seen some weird stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Take you it down. Think, you got to think outside of the box in, in those type of situations, especially going like, with NFL going against what two hundred thousand other people on a weekly basis. Yeah, you have to think about those weird things. Chief, talk to me here. What do you What are you looking at here? Any other teams you're targeting? Any players pricing pop? popping out to you? I mean, nothing crazy right now. Like I said, I, I think I'm just – I don't even know if I'm going to be on any type of game stack this week. I think I'm going to play the Dolphins. I, I might run it back with Brandon Cooks. I might not. I think I'm going to play if, – if I had to stack one game, it would probably be Chargers-Eagles. Um, but I am – I'm definitely interested in, like, w- one side of some of these games, like – the Raiders against the Giants. The Raiders could put up buku points here uh, against the Giants. Um, you know, the Bills could could go to Jacksonville and throttle the Jaguars. Like th- that's kind of the stuff I'm looking at. Just one side of the game. I'm I'm not really feeling the full stat like we would like we would you know usually. Um, just not feeling it. I think you make a good point about the birds, uh, Boston Scott. Out snapped Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, twenty nine to twenty. I can't believe we're saying Jordan Howard. We're talking about Adrian Peterson. We're talking about Cam Newton coming back. Um, but Boston Scott, we've seen him in kind of these fill in roles before, and he's been serviceable. Uh, and the Chargers, I know, I know Boston Scott scored twice and he played the trip, but the Chargers are giving up damn near one hundred and sixty rushing yards a game. And uh, Nick Sirianni decided to run the ball post Miles Sanders. Uh, stretch there after he took a bunch of criticism. What a so, slap in the face for Miles Sanders. For sure. Absolutely. And, uh, Boston Scott's fairly priced, though, Dre. What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I was going to say, he, he's priced pretty well. He's he's at what? He's at 5.2K. 
He got 12 attempts last week and two touchdowns on 60 yards. Um, and Gainwell, though, as well, got 13, 13 attempts. So um, I'll probably, I'm going to have to look at the film because I haven't watched the film yet on that to find out when those attempts come for Gainwell. But if Boston Scott is getting most of the work, because I know they were up by, they blew out Detroit like 49 nothing or something crazy. So if, if, if Gainwell just got more attention at the end of the game, then I definitely want to go with Boston Scott for sure, because if he's going to be that guy getting a workload and being the workhorse that um, um, running back for him going forward, that's a cheap price to play. That's a value play right there. Um, and someone I think we should definitely try to target for sure in GPPs. Um, another play that I was looking at is down here. Um, it's, it's a little bit higher um, in prices, Miles Gaskin going against uh, Houston. We know Houston's defense is not – it's not that great. I think he has a potential to obviously rush a couple balls in, especially since um um the other running back I think that they had is, is on injury is it's hurt. I think he's on IR if I'm correct. But he had 12 attempts last time uh, last time and the week before that was 15 attempts. And he also was getting obviously the receiving work in the backfield too as well. So getting about four to three um targets or receptions at least per game. So he's someone I think we should look at to to see um the target in DFS, especially in this easy matchup. Um, I think that this week is going to be all about the finest of value. Josh Jacobs, too, if he plays 6,200. And if and we know he gets the workload, it's, it's, it's just, it's, I think it's just, um, I'm trying to find the right word for it. It's just, I think it's just incredible for these, some of these players, these running backs who we know can have monster days to be this cheap, I guess. So, um, that's something I would look at it. And as well as, um, Nick Chubb, 6,700 still, um, going against Cincinnati. We know the Bengals, it's a division game, so division games, you never know how they could go, but I think that that's a good matchup when, when the Bengals have shown that they could be run on and um, you can have some pass catchers catch the ball in the backfield against them too. For me, I'm looking at DK, Chief, and then I'll pass it back over to you. Um, I'm curious to see if the Broncos start cleaning house this week even more than, than they did, but um, even losing Von Miller. I mean, we saw – I saw Melvin Gordon tweet about it, you know. Uh, that's another message that you're kind of waving the white flag, and I'm curious if if maybe they come out really uh, without any energy and they're getting the Cowboys. And, I, you know, I think this is a really interesting spot for, for Dak. Um on a slate where a bunch of the other stud quarterbacks are in decent game environments um, and Lamar Jackson has a good price. I, I, I'm looking at the discrepancy in pricing on DK between CD lamb and Amari Cooper is, is just kind of mind blowing to me. CD lambs up to seven, two and Amari Cooper's all the way down to 5,700. To me, that's just uh, incredible. Whoa. I know like that's crazy to me. Uh, so I think this Dallas team stack um, in general, I, I'm curious to see ownerships. I'm sure Cooper will be popular. I'll bring up his fans will price too, but I, I think maybe Dallas is my bit of a contrarian stack here. Um, coming Sunday. Yeah. That's one of my teams, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of one-sided this week. I'm not feeling the game stack, right? but I'm definitely going to be on, you know, guys like Dallas, the Raiders, stuff like that. Just teams that can put up points. The Bills, you know, the Bills just kind of didn't really get there this week, but I'm going to be on them as well. You know, 
big t- I mean, big time performance from uh, Cole Beasley this past week. I mean, he just 13 targets, 10 catches, 110 yards, like big time, you know, and you had Stefan Diggs who five for 40 and a touchdown, you know, caught the touchdown, but didn't really get there. Manuel Sanders, four targets, nothing. Look for him to have a big game this week. That's kind of where I am. That, that's where I am. Honestly, uh, again, I, I just want to talk about this real quick. If Taysom Hill's back, I think you can. I think you can run him in tournaments. Like that. That that's a against a, against the Falcons defense that's not that great. You can run it with either Trey Smith, Smith, Smith if you want to, or is even, he at tight end? No, he's no, he's not. I wish <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that week he was. That was a time to be alive. I love that when he was there. Um, but if he's back and Taysom Hill starting, which he will be starting, I'm pretty sure. You can run it with Traquan Smith. You can even put him at um with Alvin Kamara. Um and, and honestly, I I think you can run that game a little bit back, but if the only person I run it back with is Patterson. Is and that's it. Because you know Pat Cordell Patterson is gonna catch the short passes, the dink and dunk stuff, which the Saints will allow you to do that, but they will not break and give him a big play, I think. So I think that that's a, a sneaky one-sided or, or little mini games that you can go with and be fine with. Yeah, no, I like that. I do. I just checked on FanDuel, by the way. There's only a $600 difference in salary between C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. So I don't know what happened uh, with his DraftKings price there. And, you know, people were like, oh, Cooper, he's battling injuries. You know, C.D. Lamb's the alpha receiver there. I mean, maybe. But he's only seen one week with under 30% of air yard market share. Only one week, so like Cooper is still a one, a low A, like a one A receiver. It just so happens he shares the field with with CD. And if Dak plays, I'm expecting Dak to put up big numbers uh, in his comeback game against the team that lost their defensive leader. And we'll see who else that Denver decides to ship out. And um, you know, Dak had some time off, so that that's the Cowboys. I'm in on the Cowboys, and that's where I'm at this week. Anything else, you guys, popping off to you, or should we hit story time and see what happens to the Chiefs here tonight? Story time. What do you got for me? You want to go? Go ahead. So, uh, it's basketball season where I am. And so it's time for me to start coaching again. And we got a chance this week to go and visit a college coaching staff, which was really cool. And we do this every year. So, um, so you know, we go, we go and visit the college coaching staff, you know, learn some things from them, watch them practice, watch how they interact, you know, just, just things. Well, the coaching staff at the, the university has changed quite a bit and one of the varsity assistant coaches coach williams uh comes up to me while practice is going on and says hey coach what's going on i said oh nothing much coach he said my god this is a cute coaching staff i said oh he said you know i like a good latin woman do you see the the head coach of the uh, the the uh, women's team at the university is Coach Garcia. And, uh, you know, she's about his age. Coach Cecil is, uh, I would say, early 50s, like, you know, 50, 51, 50, you know, somewhere up in there. And I think Coach Garcia is probably around that same age. 
But, man, did he have the hots for her. Coach Garcia, ladies and gentlemen, had Coach Cecil coming to me saying, man, this is a cute coaching staff. Well, it's, it's really one lady you're interested in. So she makes the whole coaching staff cute. Hey, go for it. Uh, at any rate, that story time, uh, one of the fo- funniest moments I had this week. That's that's a trip, man. Dre, I know we stole your thunder earlier uh, with <laughs> – with your uh, miserable time at the Jets game, and uh, sorry for that. But got anything else going on? It's been a while since we talked to you on the mic here. Um, honestly, nah. That's well. Once my world has been pretty much been trying to like play DFS, look. Um, pretty much trying to also looking to hopefully move within the next like year. So trying to look for different locations. Going to be probably travel a little bit to the West Coast to see about some states and places where I can play DFS at and. Enjoy the nice weather all the time. I think it's well-deserved. And I think it's that time to just, you know, move out there and get it done. And then plans, and I'm planning also, because it is kind of story time and my girlfriend does not listen to this podcast. I'm planning something special for her. And I've been, and it's something that's been in the works. It's going to happen for a very, very long, um, very long time. Um, hopefully it happen. We'll, we'll, we'll have some news come March of 2022. And with some big, big news, and hopefully, I look forward to it and seeing what she says when it happens. March of twenty twenty two. I hope we talk to you before then. But you, you, oh, we definitely will. <laughs> we know we definitely will. But it's just something that you know. All right. Wanna... Bling bling. Every time I, <laughs> <laughs> it's been in the works for it's been in the works for a long time. So I just want to make sure that happens. Chief, this guy's setting the bar high on this on this program because we we just threw surprise birthday parties, but he's he's setting the bar too high. I'm glad our significant others don't listen to this one either. Otherwise, the heat in the kitchen would be turned up a little bit, probably. Travis Kelsey balling his feet. God, <laughs> I'm muting myself. I'm just gonna mute myself. Man, well, hey, best of luck, Trey. But our our minds on Travis Kelsey right now. Sorry. But man, that's awesome. I'm I'm actually um I'm happy for you, Dre. Seriously. Yeah, for sure. Where do you want to move? Headphones in. Um, I'm thinking more so um Arizona right now. That's that's a lead place I'm looking at. Um, but I gotta see. Um, I know the taxes are great out there. And um been around the world and I yeah, yeah. I can't find my (laughs) baby. Every time me and Chief get together, he sees a song that I know and I just can't help but finish it. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! I remember that song. That's a yeah. But uh, yeah, Arizona, Florida, something I'm looking at just to see. Um, those are the main two places so far. We're looking at. I would love to go to Vegas, but you know we can't play DFS in Vegas, unfortunately. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so, that's the most ridiculous thing. I know. That's like saying you can't bring a boat on the water. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's almost as ridiculous as saying yeah you can play DFS, but. You you can't have sports betting, or, or, or Travis Kelsey's going to run sixty snaps, but he's not going to catch the pass. Yep, yeah, correct. I feel you know we haven't done GPP food in the day in a while, so we'll save it and we'll have a good one for next week, Chief. But I'm actually Andrea. I couldn't block off any more time, but I'm heading to Long Island this weekend to uh, see some fam- to see some family, and I'm looking forward to getting some good bagels and some pizza, but. Not looking forward to driving through the you know the bridge traffic, the George Washington, the Throg's Neck, with my parents and my girlfriend in the car, who is the worst backseat driver I've ever met. So I might just be like, "Shut up, 
blindfold them for like 40 minutes. We get through the Bronx because I don't know. I might just get right up out the car and call me an Uber to get to Long Island and just leave them there and let them deal with it. But uh, man, that bridge traffic is never fun. I'm sure you know how it is. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's nothing I like going through. I, I, only time I really like wants to see at this point is at night when it's hardly any traffic on the road, and I can just zoom in out as late as possible. And since you're gonna be in Long Island, let me know. I'll be down definitely Saturday. I'll be in um I'll be in the city going to uh, the UFC fight. So I'll be catching that there. So maybe link up or something. Cool. Will do. Well, thanks for joining us again, man. Where can the people find you out on Twitter and uh, what kind of stuff you got going on at, at RG this coming week? Um, find me on Twitter, the BX Boogie Dre. Um, find me on Instagram at Drizzy26. Same handles for um, it's my handles for DFS as well. When you find me um, in the lobbies of DK and FanDuel, um, pretty much will be on later on the week doing some um, NBA stuff and then prepare for NFL come next Sunday. Um, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know I've been saying this for a while, but I'm gonna be more proactive with it. And if y'all want any advice or anything like that, put up me in my DMs. I'm definitely want to always help trying to improve everyone and get them better and um, everyone make some money and hopefully, you know, live a good life. Awesome stuff, man. Thanks. And of course, you can find the chief at Chief Justice 06, pumping out a ton of prize pick stuff here. And, um, I, I know it's been going a lot better than what Travis Kelsey has been giving you today. You've been crushing it over there on prize picks, doing some Thrive Fantasy stuff too, right? Yeah, I, I thought I was going to crush on Thrive tonight. Um, you know, my main investment. And look, I, I'm not putting in anything. Like I, You can only do 200 max per player or per game, however it is. But they're giving fairly good odds. I mean, 150 gets you back 1,800. Take it every day. Uh, and so I took Daniel Jones over passing yards, Travis Kelsey over receiving yards, Patrick Mahomes over passing yards, Tyreek over. Tyreek's over. Mahomes is on his way. Jones is on his way. But I think the only way they get there is the Chiefs need to score a touchdown. And then Daniel Jones has to drive them down the field and score a touchdown and go to overtime. And then we'll probably get it. Um, and, I, and, and I'm saying that because Danny, Danny Dimes is at 219 right now. And I, I caught him at the time at 244 and a half. And Mahomes is at 249. And I caught him at 301 and a half. So you see what I'm saying? Like, we're there, but the game's got to break our way. Like, the Chiefs need to score, like, right now. And so then Danny Dimes is going to be forced to push the ball down the field. We need him to get basically – 30-ish more yards. I mean, he's at 244. If he got 30, that put him at 249, right? So we're not far, you know? So, But we, we need Danny to get 30. I actually need him to get about 40 yards. And we need Mahomes to get 51 yards. Whoa. And Mahomes, Mahomes isn't going to get it uh, because they're about to score. And that's fine because Miko Harmon is on his way to the 10-yard line. And I'm perfectly fine with that as long as they score a touchdown. Because Danny Dimes has then got to drive them down the field, score a touchdown. Um, and then that will send them, you know, pretty much in overtime. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, so basically, I have a lot of faith in Daniel Jones here to get it done against the Chiefs defense in a, in a two-minute drill situation. And, and, and honestly, in this situation, man, it's going to be a long podcast, people. Thanks for hanging with us for all the shenanigans. I'd almost just let the Chiefs walk in here. 
Well, you will let the walk in here, but hold on. No, no, no. I, 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 I hear, hear me out. You hear me said, out. Do you trust I, Daniel Jones and that offense and the coaching staff who who mismanaged a two-minute drill in the first half in the closing? But, but, but now they actually have to do it because they have to do it. Like in the first half, they didn't have to do it. It was the right thing to do. But they will have to do it if the Chiefs score a touchdown. And the Chiefs are going to take it down to the two-minute drill, and I would too. This 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 coaching staff is they're ridiculous, and they've got to save their time out. So that's why that, that's the other reason why I'm saying, look, I'd almost just rather them score now because you know they're going to score, right? Let them go, and then now at least I got a chance, right? At least I got a chance. Like I fake my defense and flop around and dive at the ball. I do everything to make sure nobody knew, but. I'd be telling these these guys, look, uh, Will Priest has got props on this game. You better let this touchdown go. So, Daniel, you get out there, you throw that ball downfield, you get him his 40 yards that he needs, and we better score a touchdown because we need this game to go to overtime. We need Patrick Mahomes to get back out on this field. All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm kidding around. But anyway, guys, thanks for hanging with us, man. Pot, pot, pot is off the rails. What is it, Wednesday Wednesday or Thursday? You got the New York Giants podcast with guest Joe Judge, right? Is that what you got cooking this week, right? You just I, I got to put on a Giants show. I need to get on. <laughs> just anyway, hope the ball breaks your way, man. We'll, we'll get out of here. Thanks for sticking with us for the Chief Will Priester and Andre uh, Boogie. We appreciate it. I'm Justin Carlucci. Enjoy your week and good luck, everybody.